place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Comics Excelsior, enough said. Welcome, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 61, covering new comic book day, June 29th. And by the way, happy Independence Day, happy 4th of July, I hope you're with your family, having uh, your favorite food products, (laughs) having a good time, hot dogs, sunshine, swimming pools, beaches, all that good stuff. So remember, like my, uh, my Uncle George of the Sunspots used to say, be patriotic. Don't buy a Toyota. <laughs> that's what he actually said. But uh, I have nothing wrong with Toyotas. But that's what Uncle George said. Uh, hey, that's, you know, what he wanted to do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining in on the fun. Please tell a nerd friend of yours to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. And some thank yous. Just want to thank you to my friend Nick for making our amazing Sunspots Comics theme song. Please follow him at Facebook.com slash PopDs and on Instagram at Pop underscore Ds. Thank you to my son Justin for doing our blog at, check it out um, on our website, blog.sunspotscomics.com. And his last post was on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2, Out of the Shadows, so check it out. That is, thank you very much, Justin. Follow him on Instagram at JustLAKings. And also, speaking of thank yous, just wanted to thank my lovely, fantastic, loving wife for throwing me the best birthday party ever. My birthday is actually tomorrow, but we had a nice little gathering on Saturday at P.F. Ching's. And we went to Afters Ice Cream Parlor after that, which was fantastic. Thank you for everyone that attended. Thank you for all the lovely gifts. Thanks, thanks, Mom, for all the Superman vs. Batman t-shirts and that cool Star Wars box and the gift card. And my dad, who actually tried to... He gave me this, like, pocket knife, this Spider-Man pocket knife. But he tried to have it floating in the, in the box like it was sitting in web. And uh, the delivery had kind of got jarred loose, but... What a cool, unique thing for Dad to do to try to make this this pocket knife like it's sitting in a web. So thank you so much for Dad, Dad for doing that. Very cool gift, and my cool walking stick. And and man, I just if I forget anyone, I apologize. But you know, my stepmom, my my son, my stepsons, his girlfriend Jade was there. Fernando's girlfriend Jade, uh, my sister and my brother. Thank you so much for being there. My mom, my mother, my, my, my mother and father-in-law. Can't forget them. Uh, my aunt and uh, uncle Diane. Tia Blanca, Cousin Rosie, Mike, Patty, Colin, you guys are awesome. Thanks again for that awesome the gift you gave me, which is this. I'll be posting it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter soon, at Sunspots Comics. It's this cool, uh, the Avengers, uh, part, or it's actually Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Falcon in a little VW bug, like on a little summer excursion with all their cool superhero stuff on top of the car. It's so very cool. Thank you so much. Again, to everyone, uh, Michael, 
uh, Norris and his wife and uh, can't forget Nicole and Roland uh, just just everyone that showed up thank you so much if I forgot anyone I apologize it was a great showing everybody was there and it was a blast so thank you so much for that awesome birthday party Patsy I appreciate it I love you and just a couple things on my nerd brain before we jump into the podcast I want to also just give a thank you, I guess, to Kamikaze Expo. It's coming up uh, in the Las Vegas, Los Angeles Convention Center, Las Vegas, on Halloween weekend, the 28th through the 31st. And they approved me for free press passes. They approved Sunspots Comics for media credentials. So this is the, ver- the first time ever that I'll be going to a Comic-Con in a, I guess, sort of media capacity. But I want to create some audio. Uh, they might actually have me mediate a panel, I guess. I volunteered for it, and they said it might happen. They'll let me know. So just kind of cool going to a comic book convention. I hope I still I still got to get my, my nerd on and go through the aisles and buy a ton of stuff and get some autographs and get some uh, some artists to write in my sketchbook. I still got to get all that done. So now it'll be a little bit of a challenge to get it both done with the media side of it. But I have to thank, uh, again, Kamikaze Expo. Stan Lee's Kamikaze, Kamikaze Expo, which I'm jazzed to go to. Again, Halloween weekend. What's kind of cool is it, it aligns with the free comic book day, the Halloween Fest free comic book day. So there'll be like 25 comics coming out that weekend. So I have to somehow squeeze that in too. So write it on your calendar, folks. Halloween weekend. Kamikaze uh, Expo and the Halloween Fest free comic book day at your local comic book shop. So very, very cool. It's on my nerd brain. Also, uh, what's getting some good press is the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice digital release with the extra 30 minutes. Now it's rated R. The Blu-ray comes out July 19th. I can't wait. But I've watched the first 45 minutes or so, and I'm actually, uh, I loved it already. I enjoyed that movie, unlike all the critics, and I know people were mixed, but I really dug it. I know it was dramatic and dark and a little over the top in that regards, and sometimes a downer in spots, but I just liked it. It was refreshing. It's a little different, and and it was dramatic, and sometimes you like to have that that bit of heavy drama, and it was definitely that. But uh, even the denofgeek.com, they're showing the first 10 minutes. You can just see it. In HD on on denofgeek.com, but 182 minute runtime—it's nuts. Two hours of special features on it. I, I just—it's very cool. Even the uh, on iTunes, they had the Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice deluxe soundtrack for eight bucks on iTunes. So I thought very cool. It has like 18 tracks and even this cool like digital booklet. So very cool. Just Batman vs Superman is just on my nerd brain heavy. So uh, the other next thing on my nerd brain is Shark Week. I love Shark Week. In honor of Shark Week, I just wanted to, which I love every year and I always watch it, I just wanted to highlight a quick article on movieplot.com titled, Comic Book Characters That Are Also Sharks. <laughs> of course, I'll share this on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics, but very cool. It's like it highlights Tiger Shark, who's quite often tussling it up with Wolverine, which his first appearance was in a Prince Namor Submariner issue number five in 1968. So he goes back. I think that's probably the oldest one. There's King Shark, of course, which, uh, which from time to time appears in The Flash. But his first appearance was in Superboy issue zero in 1994. So not that new. Hasn't been around for all that long. And uh, next on the list there is Shark Girl, Marvel Comics. Again, Wolverine. Wolverine mixes it up with shark villains for some reason. First appearance, Wolverine in the X-Men issue 20, 2013. So fairly new shark character. Probably the newest of the new, I think. And then there's Great White Shark in DC. First appearance in Arkham Asylum, Living Hell, issue number one in 2003. So, And there's a few other appearances, of course. The 1966 Batman, I can never forget. 
the shark jumping up onto the when he's climbing up onto the the bat jet the bat helicopter and the shark just sort of grabs onto his cape <laughs> and uh, he I guess he forgot his his bat shark repellent but yeah just iconic image from the 60s but there you go there's just a little a little article that I thought was fun and <laughs> and I love shark week and I was like how can I tie the two together well there you go and I'll share that article online oh and the last thing on my nerd brain is I'm actually writing a comic book called zombie destroyers with a friend of mine Jordan Hudson who's doing the art please check out his Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art and it's fantastic his art is amazing also check out zombiedestroyers.com. I actually got the site. I posted the first four pages there, so you can see the actual sort of rough cut pages of Zombie Destroyers, this comic book that I'm actually writing, coloring, inking, and, and like I said, Jordan is doing the beautiful, gritty, fantastic art. And just a little update there, I've actually got our two-page splash. Uh, he did that and finished it up. I'm kind of rewriting pages 11 and 12. He just moved, so he's still kind of settling into his new place. But we'll be sort of back up into production very, very soon. And I've uh, pretty much finalized page 12, which is, I can't wait to dig more into it. But it's a meanwhile back in the laboratory kind of page. So I'm super jazzed to get that going. So, without further ado, then, let's jump right into Podcast 61. Uh, there wasn't any really news articles that other, other than the shark stuff that jumped out at me. No comic book recommendations, so I'm going to jump right in. And right off the bat, uh, I've actually got, uh, I'm going to warn you now, spoiler alert, of course. I try not to give you everything, all the delicious parts of a comic, but, you know, I, I do want to definitely inspire you to buy them. And I want you to put them on your, your pull list and go to your local comic book shop and buy them. So, I'll definitely give you some of the tasty ingredients, but... Uh, I don't, I don't waste everything, So, but there, here is your spoiler alert, of course. And these comics that I, I actually collected, 14 comics this week, and five of them made it to the favorite pick list, which is below that 50% mark, so didn't quite make it there. And, uh, and also, if you want to see everything that I'm reading, if you want to see my actual giant pull list, which is over 100 comics, and see all the favorites that I've picked since May of 2015, just go to sunspotscomics.com. Check it out. Click on pull list. Click on favorites of the week, and you'll see my pull list there, 104 titles currently. And uh, check it out. I've updated it. I've compacted it. I've simplified it. So I'm really proud of sunspotscomics.com, and it's, it's very cool. So just check in there from time to time. And this week, by the way, I picked, uh, I always do, pick an art winner and an art cover winner. This week it was one and the same person, Miko Swayon. Suyan, S-U-A-Y-A-N. Sorry, Miko. Miko? Not sure. For his work on, for the Valiant comic, Bloodshot Reborn, number 14. It did make uh, the favorite pick of the list of the, of the week, so I will be going over that very soon. But his art is, he even mixes a couple of styles, like when he does this... This vision uh, that that blood uh, that Bloodshot sees, and it's like this talking. It's like a cartoon. It's like a Warner Brothers style cartoon. But then otherwise, his art is very gritty, very realistic. I even like his love, his take on Bloodshot and how he sort of he he made him a little leaner and meaner, and the lines on his head are a little different. Like he has this kind of area that doesn't grow hair. These sort of shaved lines. It's just kind of a cool look, and his red eyes. But he definitely mixes some different genres, but overall, very hyper-detailed, very super gritty and dark. I just love it. He's he, very experimental with sort of the panels, and he's a little all over the place. Even kind of does this red bordering of panels, which you don't see very often, but it definitely adds to sort of the drama of some of the action, but very, very cool. All the facial expressions, the musculature in the face and neck area make a, make a big difference when it comes to just emoting 
the emotion on everyone's face. So fantastic job, Miko Suyan. Thank you so much. Beautiful work. You and the and the cover alone is just very iconic. A lot of white in the background seems to just stand out whenever you see that. And he's there with a couple of guns and the bloodshot squad and and even a blood squirt <laughs> on the uh, on the bottom. And this is kicking off Bloodshot Island Part 1, so very, very cool. But he is definitely the art winner and cover winner. Check out his work. It's gorgeous. Miko Suyan. And so again, uh, we're going to be jumping into the new comic book day review for July 29th. I got 14 comics. Five of them made the top pick list. There was one brand new number one, only one. Uh, cryptocracy. Cryptocracy. <laughs> Which did make the, uh, it made it to the top pick list, so... Brand new number one. I'll be going into that soon. And I like that when there was just one new number one and it made it to the top pick list. So very, very good. So here we go. Let's uh, break it down here. So again, top five picks of the week. Number five is Captain America number two from Marvel Comics. Written by, this is the writer Nick Spencer. Art by Jesus Saez. And this is the big reveal. This is the how... Could Steve Rogers be a Hydra agent all these years? Well, it's explained in this in a very complicated, dense, complex kind of way. Whereas the Cosmic Cube, which kind of it's nice that it all ties in sort of the the Cosmic Cube to the Avengers movie and the Red Skull has it. And it ties a lot of things here together. I wasn't reading a lot of Captain America, but if you were, this really explains some of the things that happen in the not-so-far-distant Captain America series. And this explains that the Cosmic Cube sort of, and I guess it's an Infinity Gem, or maybe it's not, it doesn't really totally explain that here, but sort of manifests into a little girl. So what, I mean, they just have some, some fun with this, and that's why I dug it. So this Cosmic Cube forms into this girl that actually gave Captain America, made him young again, and gave him his powers back, and uh, that is just... That's the way it's explained, is this is a cosmic cube, and it just does crazy things. So, <laughs> it actually works for me. And the art, by the way, is just very clean, very just simple, sort of cartoony style. But what the cool part of the seller of this comic, honestly, was the Red Skull's approach to this young girl that is a living being of this cosmic cube, and how he sort of decides to take this young girl under his wing. And make her his own and it's subtle i think that for the most part over the years the red school is not he's not a subtle character <laughs> he's very much in your face he's very much over the top very mustache twirling monocle wearing uh the power the reich etc uh, that's the red skull and this he, he brings it down a notch i mean a tons of notches actually <laughs> to just sort of uh, peruse peruse this this young strange cosmic being into being under his wing and how he does it is is a sort of sweet at moments which is a surprising this is coming from the red skull but he's super intelligent come on now what's he gonna do just force this entity no and so this this entity has the power to sort of do whatever it wants it can it can there's even the red skull's daughter here and her face is all just sort of red skully and mash mashed and messed up and she just wishes it sort of to be better, and boom, her face is back to normal. <laughs> so that, without giving you every single nook and cranny of it, that's kind of how the Hail Hydra happened. It's because ultimately the cube uh, character manifested to this small girl, just wants things to be that way. So yeah, Red Skull is uh, has brought 
has is, has this this power under his control with this young girl. So that's why I dug it. It was just uh, I want to still see what happens. They're doing a good job at pacing here and not just sort of giving you everything to where this reveal could have kind of been where you go, okay, well I'm good. I don't need to do it anymore. But you still want to kind of see what happens here and is this young girl which is just very simple in mind and spirit going to continually stay on the Red Skull's side? You don't know. She could just kind of on a whim. She seems very, has that sort of whimsy sort of attitude and just kind of goes wherever. There's a little chaos there. But I thought very cool. I still want to see what happens. It's still on the pull list. Captain America, check it out. It's uh, underrated, I think. It's going to be, I think it, it will probably be highly rated, but I, I foresee this as maybe some people will drop off. You shouldn't. I think it's still going to be interesting as to what's going to happen from here. So stick around with Captain America. Number four is the finale of Starve. This is uh, from Image Comics, written by Brian Wood, artist. And this will be probably the last time I have to try to say this name, and I apologize. Danigel Zezelj. It's as close as I can get. I apologize. <laughs> but this is the finale. They finished it at 10, and this is ultimately this Food Network channel, the show called Starve has the uh, main character Krushak who just sort of goes on a bender. He was he was supposed to finish this show out, but he decided to just kind of roam the earth partying and getting into trouble. He uh, he got a divorce, estranged from his wife and estranged from his uh, I think 18-year-old daughter. And he's ultimately is kind of like his 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 rise to redemption, his trying to reconnect with his family, trying to get his life back in order. And some things didn't dramatically change in this as to how his sort of outlook on life is. He still sort of parties and gets into trouble, but he mended some bridges here. And he he did what he needed to do to get closer to his wife. And ultimately, this is kind of a stick-it-to-the-man kind of story. <laughs> this is a, you know, uh, not going with what corporate America wants him to do. And, and they did that, ultimately. And... This doesn't have a, a action-packed ending, but it sort of has the ending you want and what you expect from this sort of tone and this sort of darker, edgy kind of story. And, I mean, in the first episode, they had to cook a dog. <laughs> so it's definitely some controversy there. It's in this post-apocalyptic America that just, an Earth that just looks bad and dark and dreary and polluted. But in a realistic take there, no no real heavy sci-fi, etc. It's just it's maybe just a glimpse 15 years from now, and it's a dark glimpse. But I really enjoyed it. It was very it was very dramatic. The theme of it with the food and the 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 every now and then they throw in recipes. It's in this ep this issue as well. There's some time where his his daughter's serving him a meal and he just sort of wants eggs and she makes him a seriously fancy meal and they list out the ingredients here. And ultimately, the daughter's taken over for the show. She's He's just stepped off and kind of gave him the finger. And will the daughter do the same? Or is she going to sign some hefty contract and be a slave to the system? Or is she going to stick it to the man as well? That's what this uh, finale is all about. So it was definitely a lot of fun. I, I definitely enjoyed every single issue. I bought it for my sister Carrie because she's in the culinary field. And she really enjoyed it and passed it off to some of her chef friends. So very cool. I don't even... Uh, um, Remember where it left off, but it's past hands when I gave her basically volume one. So very cool. Check out Starve. It's a great read. Only 10 issues, too. A good encapsulated beginning, middle, end, three-act story. And I really, really enjoyed it, and I highly, highly recommend it. 
So next, coming in at number three is Cryptocracy. Cryptocracy, number one from Dark Horse. And this is a team I'm not familiar with. You have, it just says, by Van Jensen and Pete Woods. So they just sort of take equal credit as writer slash art team. So not really sure. It probably means that Van Jensen did the, the layouts, the plots, the writing, and maybe he helped with pencils. I'm not sure. And then maybe Mr. Pete Woods came in. But it's actually kind of a cool cartoony style. But this is very, this is a complex story. Very dense. I liked it. It's, it's conspiracy theory. It's that there's this sort of Illuminati or alien horde that lives in secret on Earth. And there's like, there's nine... There's nine circles, nine levels of this, and it, it breaks it down. So the first thing I get scared of when I see in an opening page on your left-hand side where the credits are given, sort of a diagram as to how, what you're supposed to follow with what circle of grouping you're listening or you're, you're reading about, that can get really complicated. This was fairly simple, with the ninth circle being the highest level and the and sort of circle one being the, the lowest level of people that really don't know anything, like us, like human beings. But they show this man and his, his sick son uh, that's hooked up to like an oxygen tank, throwing a baseball, and there is a, uh, you know, this MIB, basically, uh, that approaches them and says, hey, look, this is something you have to do, and we're going to heal your son if you do this for us. And they hand him like an energy drink. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, intriguing. What's he doing with this? And they tell him, give him instructions to go into some laboratory where they're creating some sort of energy that can really boost and help mankind. And in the energy drink, this sort of alien octopus uh, tentacled monster goes in and sort of destroys his technology. So ultimately then, we meet with the bad guy Illuminati, a uh, high level of this alien circle that are explaining that, yeah, they can't let humans uh, do too well. Uh, because they can't control them that way. They don't want them to have some amazing technology. So they're keeping us dependent on fossil fuels and other things. And yeah, you get introduced to this this guy in a, in a black suit. And he's uh, speaking to the sort of his elders. And his father looks like he's getting ready to pass on soon. His father must be the uh, the you know the king the hierarchy, in the hierarchy uh, design. And the son is soon to follow in the footsteps, except for sister there wants it as well. So you have sort of a, uh, you know, the two of them that are at each other. Who's going to take over that particular family? And and then they're, they, when they go into that compound and sabotage it with uh, the energy drink, that the guy that they have open up the can of monster, they uh, it, it explodes at too high a level. And so heads have to roll from that. And that's kind of what they're showing is this guy, Chin, who is... In deep, in deep dude, because he uh, went too far with the explosion, causing too much spotlight on what could have potentially really happened and uncovered. So it's all about keeping the Illuminati in this circle of nine, which are comprised of basically aliens, a secret. And there's a part here where you do see aliens. They actually are sitting in this room, and that's how they kind of control the media and control people's minds, like sort of one-on-one -on -one through like their sort of television with multiple channels. And they can do that through this sort of TV. But they're the aliens, a lot of them are sitting there like eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. So uh, there's a little bit of humor in here and also some anthropomorphic characters. There is a sort of bear that runs this this alien giant like uh, workspace with all those TVs. And he is just kind of a bear and a bear head and he's a, you know anthropomorphic character. So it's a mix of a lot of different genres in this. I kind of had this... Uh, this 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 feeling like it was um, I don't know it reminded me sort of the Matrix like maybe 
these people are plugged in. I get the sense that this is maybe not reality, but also the people of the Circle of Nine have sort of Green Lantern rings with different colors. <laughs> but it's like a glove that they you know that they they wear on their hand. It's like a watch, and they can create swords and other things, or just use laser imbue their hand to sort of fight. So I thought that technology was kind of cool. It did remind me of like a very very well done Green Lantern series. So and there's this giant sort of journal. Uh, entry at the very very end and even some cool like little fake advertisements from uh, this uh, broadcast from the beyond which you're introduced to that character I think she's going to be very important she sort of does a podcast about that she knows there's an Illuminati out there and how important is she going to be I can you can tell that they must she must uh, come to the forefront as far as uncovering this secret alien or uh, you know whatever it is the Illuminati group so very interesting to see where this goes cryptocracy number one I'm sticking to it I added to the pull list so should you the art is great it's it's very interesting it's uh, definitely has the language and some of the violence there of like in a rated R uh, sort of drama so cautious with that but very very well done I've, I've totally dug this and I'm in so it's on the pull list so top two here we go the one and two man they were they were both just so good I mean it could have easily gone either way but coming in at number two is Venom Space Knight from Marvel Comics issue number nine and this had Ariel Olivetti before on art he's gone he's still doing the covers but I know he's doing Brutal Nature right now which is also on my pull list fantastic work but they have uh, writer Robbie Thompson and artists it looks like two artists Kim Jacinto and RB Silva and they really complement each other because you don't ever feel like there's two artists on this so they definitely have a similar style or stuck to keeping the the theme identical to each other so it wasn't jarring to where you turn the page and you're like oh what the heck so this is where we left off before was venom now is engulfed flash and venom's turning into sort of old venom his uh clintar suit that's what they're called venom alien symbiote was supposedly cleansed of violence and now was back to normal but that's not the case so we're getting old Venom back, and he's covered Flash Thompson, and the majority of this comic, what the seller is, is it's just sort of that inner dialogue between the Venom suit and Flash in sort of the in sort of a dream realm, and it's frightening, but it's also cool to be in this dream realm in a way. You get to see some of Flash's origin. You see him as a kid and how kind of his parents were abusive. And the way they portray the father's face, uh, you have to just see it. I don't want to ruin it for you. But Venom also sort of takes over these this dreamscape. And you see more of Venom's tendrils and his face. And and you just have Flash struggling with alcoholism here. There's some, there's some kind of dark tone in this. But I, I really kind of dug it. It was very dramatic. And when he like is over the, the toilet like vomiting... It's the venom tendrils, so it's all just sort of frightening. And when he's drinking a beer, it's the venom tendrils. So it just has this very kind of this this claustrophobic, very dark. Because it's very all of it's surrounded by black. And then you realize in reality, this is all a fight going on. And that's all I want to really tell you as to what happens there. Of course, you have his ensemble that have been with him in Space Night. They're trying to help from that large panda alien to the scroll that had her own. Venom suit that that Venom and Flash sort of killed. I guess it's repairing itself, and this other alien sort of Medusa-headed character that's trying to help and fight Venom at the same time as this sort of crazy dreamscape is going on. 
So there's a definite twist at the end where you're seeing something uh, that I, I haven't seen. I can't say that I've read a ton of Venom as of late, so this could be something new or maybe reoccurring as to what you see towards the end, but it's I don't want to spoil it, so I'll leave it there. It's a good cliffhanger, but very dramatic, very sort of serious, very cool dreamscape, uh, beautiful art. It was just a ton of fun to read, and this has been a consistent title and high placing top picks of the week i know for venom space night so please check it out it is fantastic add it to your pull list immediately it's only on number nine so you can grab the other ones right away but the number one winner of the week and this is of course the art winner and the cover art winner uh was bloodshot reborn 14 that's the uh, this is bloodshot island part one and this is Jeff Lemire, Lemire writing, and again, art by Miko Suyan. S-U-A-Y-A-N. Sorry, Miko, if I said it wrong. But this is like, to encapsulate this, it's like Hunger Games meets Predator meets, like, Hydra. <laughs> is what it kind of all rem reminds me of. And you get to meet Bloodspot, I think, is the name of the dog, which is a nano-infused dog. So ultimately, this is this crazy island. You don't know if, I guess, maybe the Matrix has part to do with it as well. If this is reality, but it's 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 the Bloodshot Squad. It's all these Bloodshots, which you didn't know there were more than one. And Bloodshot ultimately is like a Punisher sort of character. These and that have nano um, robots in their blood to heal them and to connect to computers and to do all sort of crazy crazy fighting style and have amazing aim and regenerative ability and super strength etc but they're ultimately like assassins like punisher they just they just you know they follow the le uh, the the orders of this uh, rising sun uh military group a branch of the government but this is a this, this island that has like a ton of bloodshots just stranded on this island we don't really know how we get there we do have have our primary bloodshot character still wondering where his his uh, love of his life, Magic, is. That was her name, who was uh, killed, or a figment of his imagination, because they do program memories into his brain to have him do things and follow along, and they twist reality to where he thinks he's on a certain mission. In his mind, he's, say, doing good when he's not. So you're on this island with, with the Bloodspot squad here, and they have sort of different genres. There's like a black... Uh, like military soldier looks like he's from Vietnam they all have red eyes and then there's like a modern soldier and there's maybe like a uh, World War II soldier so you kind of think wow how long has there been bloodshots around but they're ultimately followed by this crazy looking all black with sort of venom like uh, ability where it can form maybe more like terminator where it can form complex weaponry like terminator 2000 <laughs> with its arms and limbs and appendages and it's called deathmate and so deathmate is singular in mission by she just flies around trying to destroy the bloodshots now they find weaponry they attack her but she's dispatching them one by one so what happens from there? I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the the catch, but there is a there's a cool moment in this that you realize what's happening. But they are running for their lives from Deathmate, and they are uh, a lot of them aren't making it. And they're there is just like this awesome, gorgeous island. They're diving into rivers. They're that blood uh, spot. The dog is attacking, and and does the dog make it? Yeah, who knows? Um, do they all make it out alive or is this Deathmate which can just fly and is all black with sort of just lightning white lines all over it? It's gorgeous. 
the way they've written this death me it kind of reminds me a little of like dr manhattan but black with this sort of white light in the middle of its chest and seems to be bulletproof seems to be grenade proof seems to be rpg proof so what are they going to do here how are they going to fight it what's going to happen great kickoff to a mini series within this storyline the bloodshot island but i am all about it what's going to happen on this island why are there so many bloodshots there is this all just some crazy implanted memory is this for real is it the real life is this just fantasy dogs and cats living together mass hysteria <laughs> so there you go those are my recommendations for new comic book day june 29th go to a local comic book shop buy these immediately add them to your poll list you will not be disappointed and if you'd like to win a little comic book prize, just send me an email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. If you send me an email, you have a question, you have a recommendation, whatever, and I read it on a podcast, I will send you for free a little comic book prize. And please sign up for our email newsletter. I'm going to start doing a newsletter very soon and just not too much. To, you're like, oh, it's always, you know, crazy newsletter every other day. But, you know, maybe once a month with just what's happening on a little email newsletter. It's on sunspots.com, sunspotscomics.com slash newsletter or contact. You'll see it there. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and I'll start that up soon. And please tune in next week. I have a giant pull list uh, next week of 18 comics for July 6th. And there's three new number ones coming out. So I'm hoping that those will be good. And I'll be able to talk about them, make recommendations to you. Because I love when new number ones come out. Always with that hope of something being really awesome and you're there from the beginning so thank you very much for listening and again please follow us at sunspots comics thank you so much for tuning in please have a fantastic safe and sane july 4th and independence day and uh, hopefully you're get getting together with your family and swimming pool and beach and just having a blast it's actually july 4th right now i just had a fantastic breakfast with my in-laws and my wife patsy's uh brother oscar and brenda his his wife and their two kids uh, Christian and Adiana and it was Adiana's birthday and I know she listens to the podcast so happy birthday Adiana and uh, you're such a fantastic young woman we're so proud of you we're so happy to be part of your life so happy birthday Adiana and thank you very much again and please don't forget to be like water my friends be like water sweet land of liberty of the ice of the ice Comics now.